A woman claims a man kidnapped her and forced her to watch Roots in order to understand her racism. An opioid vending machine opens in Vancouver. And a new study. Dog owners take more photos of their pets than their spouses. These are the weird stories for Wednesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, I think. I got some weird stories from around the world, and I'd like to share them with you. I'm glad you're here. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A woman claims that a man kidnapped her and forced her to watch Roots in order to understand her racism. Cedar Rapids, Michigan. They arrested a guy after he apparently kidnapped a woman and made her watch Roots. Roots is a 1977 TV miniseries about slavery in the United States. Oh, it's a lovely, lovely miniseries. It's good for a first date. I recommend it totally. (laughs) If you haven't uh, heard about Roots, it's based on uh, Alex Haley's book of the same title. It's about slavery in the U.S. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a pretty... It's not a it's not light reading, let's just say that. So apparently the media reports that Robert Lee Noye, age fifty two, was arrested on Monday. Uh the complaint stated that Noye forced the victim to watch the show, which is a nine hour historical miniseries about slavery in the United States through the post Civil War era, quote, so she could better understand her racism. This is one of the strangest kidnappings I've ever heard of in my life. But unlike most kidnappings, this one had good intentions. I mean, his intention was for her to be a better person at the end of it. I don't know what she did to motivate him to do this. She must have done something. You don't just kidnap someone to make them watch Roots because you're eccentric. They must have had some interaction. That's my guess, but I'm only halfway through the article. Um, by the way, nine hours. I wonder if it was straight or did he did he break it up? Like three hours tonight, then we'll take a break, and then three hours tomorrow night. Uh the complaint stated that the suspect told the victim he would, whoa, whoa, oh, it's getting dark here, jeez. Why did it have to go here? Apparently, the suspect told the victim he would, quote, kill her and spread her body parts across Interstate 380 on the way to Chicago if she did not sit and watch Roots. <laughs> oh, man. You can't just do that to people, man. Come on. Uh, and this guy's charged with first-degree harassment and what? what is going on here? That's the end of the article. I need more information. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know if, uh, well, after watching Roots, was she was she more tolerant towards minorities? I would like to know. That doesn't say anything about that. This goes down as one of the strangest kidnappings in history. I would say. What would, what would be weirder than this? If someone kidnapped you and forced you to play Scrabble with them? I mean, I'm trying to think. Of what, would, what would be weirder than that? Uh, I love how if you if somebody has kidnapped someone to change their ideology, their point of view, that's usually not what you get kidnappers doing. It's usually like a, I don't know, they want they want to hold them for ransom. Okay, they want some money out of it. This guy was like, no, I want to change somebody's point of view, <laughs> and I will. I'm going to go about it in the the most violent way. Uh, like imagine people kidnapping you so that you would uh, you would like trap music or something. Like no. I'm going to force you to enjoy trap music. You're not seeing trap music the way that I see trap music. <laughs> I'm going to kid you're going to love the Weird AF News podcast after I kidnap you and force you to listen to all 700 episodes of the Weird AF News podcast. Yeah, which would probably be torture. But I know some people have done it. I don't know how you guys got through my voice. I'm so annoying. An opioid vending machine opens in Vancouver. I can't believe I'm reading this. This can't be a good idea, right? 
A vending machine for powerful opioids has opened in Canada as part of a project to help fight the Canadian city's overdose crisis. What city? It just says Canada. Can you get more specific article? Um... The MySafe project resembles a cash machine, gives addicts access to a prescribed amount of medical quality hydromorphone, a drug about twice as powerful as heroin. How could this be good? Just a a drug twice as powerful as heroin coming out of a vending machine? (laughs) Dr. Mike or Mark Tyndale, a professor at the University of British Columbia, came up with this project. Wow, you're a dummy, Mark Tyndale, whatever your name is. It's part of an attempt to reduce the number of overdose deaths in the city, which reached 395 last year. First of all, you're not telling me what city in Canada. Secondly, how do you expect to reduce the number of overdose deaths if you're putting a drug twice as strong as heroin in a damn vending machine? (laughs) Am I missing something here? I don't know. I'm not very bright, but what the hell? This doesn't make any sense to me. Here's a quote from this miracle worker. I think ethically we need to offer people a safer source. So basically the idea is that instead of buying unknown fentanyl from an alley, we can get people pharmaceutical-grade drugs as well. Oh my goodness. Is the pharmaceutical company behind this? This is ridiculous. A, a Don Durbin, a social worker from Vancouver. So apparently this is Vancouver. He's one of uh, 14 opioid addicts using the vending machine. <laughs> I really like my vending machine, you know. I love to be able to just walk around the corner and get my extremely strong opioid very easily out of a machine. I wait for no one to be around so no one judges me. (laughs) Comes out quick. It takes my credit card. You know, my dealer doesn't take my credit card. This machine does. It's amazing. Everything is much easier with this machine. Man, can I get messed up. (laughs) I hate to make fun of an addict, but come on, man. The article just begs for it. This is a bad idea. After being prescribed opioid painkillers in the early 2000s, this father of two, we're talking about this guy, Don, who loves my safe vending machine, he developed an addiction and now feels unable to cope without a daily dose of hydromorphone. Yeah, so instead of getting this person real help, we just give them the drug every day? This is the solution? That's great. Not only that, just give it, put it in a vending machine so that even maybe even children could somehow get this drug. I mean, and not only that... <laughs> Everybody in the neighborhood can see who the drug addicts are. I suppose that's that's helpful for some people, like a dealer. <laughs> Unlike most addicts, Durbin, age 66, does not have to break the law by going through drug dealers. Instead, he's he's prescribed Dilaudid, the brand name for hydromorphone. And for the past couple of weeks, he's been able to collect his pills from a vending machine. Is this a real article? I think this is a parody. Is this a joke on me? Seriously. He gets it out of a vending machine near his home in Eastside, which is a rundown neighborhood with a large homeless community. Oh, okay, so you want to keep him safe by not going to a drug dealer, but you're going to send him to this terrible rundown neighborhood with a large homeless community to buy his drugs out of a vending machine that's probably watched by these people in the in the community. They probably got their eye on it. <laughs> like, you're just a sitting duck at this point. Oh, my goodness. This is the worst idea ever, I think. Who really... This idea is so bad that we should all write this person a letter and tell them how stupid he is, this Tyndale character. This is a godsend, this guy told, uh, this addicted man said to the media. (laughs) It means I don't have to go and buy iffy dope. 
I get a clean supply. I don't have to deal with other people so much. You're treated like an adult, not not like some kind of demonic, demonic dope fiend. We're just people with mental health issues. Yeah, that's right. You are. You're people with mental health issues. So instead of putting vending machines full of drugs, we should put that money towards maybe getting you some real help. How about that? Is that a crazy idea? I don't know. I'm not in charge of shit. So maybe I shouldn't even be saying this. <laughs> oh, boy. This is ridiculous. This can't be uh, a practice that America needs to adopt. We have so many opioid addicts in this country. Ooh, it's a total epidemic. And I would hate to see this as the solution to that. Wow. Unbelievable. Maybe you guys disagree. Call the show. 646-450-2012. Do you think it's better to have a vending machine to get your drugs at? Because it's, quote, safer, etc. You don't have to go through a drug to a drug dealer. Or do you think this is causing other problems? Is this opening up a whole other can of worms? Ah, I think so. Call the show. Wow, I just realized that the name of the city, Vancouver, was in the actual title of the last article I did, but I'm so stoned that I didn't even, I forgot (laughs) in the first paragraph. (laughs) Oh boy. So apparently there's a study that says dog owners take more photos of their pets than their spouse. Oh, that's just sad. This is why there's so many divorces. Okay, if you find yourself posting more pictures of your dog than your spouse, you are not alone. The results of a study from Rover.com a site that connects dog owners with their with dog sitters, exposes the results of the never-ending obsession with taking pictures of your pets. The study shows 65% of dog owners admit to taking more photos of their dog than their significant other. The study also revealed that nearly half of people polled said they find it harder to leave their dog for a week than their human counterpart. <laughs> They're like, I can't leave Missy. Missy's a dog in that... I mean, that you could have assumed that Missy was the wife, though, I suppose. Terrible name choice there. Imagine. Harder to leave your dog than your spouse. Mm. Those, these marriages are really working these days, huh? <laughs> just, everybody just loves the one they're with. If it can't be with the one you love, honey, love your freaking pet. Uh, 94% of dog owners consider their dogs to be part of the family. Well, that's... This is pathology, by the way. Have I gone on about this? You guys and your pets. It's just ridiculous. You love your pet more than your wife? What's wrong with you? And and if someone loves the pet more than you, leave! Leave that relationship! 94% of dog owners consider their dogs to be part of the family. 56% greet their dog as soon as they walk in the door, usually before saying hello to the rest of the family. Well, I can see why that would happen, because the dog runs to the door when you arrive, right? If you're doing it right, the dog is the first to greet you. So you, you know? Last I checked, your spouse doesn't run up and wag his or her tail at the door when you arrive. So the majority of dog people even say that they would include their dog in family moments like marriage proposals, holiday cards, vacations. Ooh, vacations. That's where I draw the line. You are not taking the dog on a vacation. That's that's to get away from the dog, all right? Nobody's doing life right, it seems like to me. Am I the only one? Oh, maybe I'm dumb. Here's a quote. Young Americans are less likely to be homeowners or parents than previous generations, but one category they lead in is pet ownership. Oh, that's really something to be proud of. I don't own anything, but I got a, I got three dogs. <laughs> so dumb. They shower their dogs with attention and splurge on expensive gifts because their dog is their best friend and they want to be their dog's best friend too. Who said that? Oh, Brandy Gonzalez, who's a pet lifestyle expert. A pet lifestyle expert? This is really your job? Wow. Nice to get paid to do nothing. <laughs> 
dog people are deeply concerned about their dog's feelings and well-being, and we're seeing that that reflected in everything from how people name their dog to what they feed them and the type of pet care they prefer, and whether or not they take a lot of pictures of them, more so than their wife or husband. The report has some other scientific research on the relationship between dogs and dog owners. And overall, the data revealed that the human-dog relationship has evolved from one of, one of ownership to one based on family. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's pretty insane. <laughs> I really do. But that's just me. That's just me. In my family, the dog knew its place, okay? And it wasn't at or on the table, all right? <laughs> Never took a dog on a vacation or brought a dog to a wedding because I'm not a maniac. <laughs> what, the, what the heck is going on here? You guys need to get your head checks with your crazy take my dog everywhere mentality. Really, seriously. I don't want I don't need to be in a restaurant and look and I see, you know, canine at the table next to me. All right. I'm trying to enjoy my falafel. All right. I love falafel. Hey, what's up, weirdos? Thanks for listening to another episode of Weird AF News. I'm recording from Singapore and I'm about to head out to Malaysia. Still rocking Asia. Feeling okay. Uh, thanks for checking in on me. want to give a shout out to Alex Pearson who reached out to me on Instagram. He's very, very cool. He says he listens to Weird AF News every goddamn morning. says, we have you last on our Google Home. Tell me about my day routine. So after we hear all the depressing shit about the world ending, <laughs> we get a hot, weird AF humor injection before we get on with our day. Helps with not wanting to end it all from existential dread. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I love this guy. Alex, so smart. So funny. This uh, is someone I could, who I could totally be friends with. Uh, he writes, also, Canada has its own version of Florida. It's called Cape Breton. I need to research Cape Breton. Have you guys heard of Cape Breton? Ooh, sounds like a lovely place to raise your family. <laughs> sounds like they got opioid vending machines. Am I right? Uh, okay, cool. Uh, you guys can always hit me up on Instagram. It's at um, funnyjones. And at the other places as well. On my email, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Facebook is Comedian Jonesy, and Twitter is at uh, Funny Jones. Please leave a review of the podcast if you can, if you have time. I'd love that. That would be helpful. Also, if you could tell somebody to check it out, that would be pretty cool as well. I'm trying to trying to spread the word on Weird AF News. Like, uh, you know, maybe it'll improve people's days is what I'm thinking, like it does for Alex. Yeah. So the more people know about it, the better. I think the better for all of us, for sure. I got a new patron. Oh, that makes me so happy. Stephanie Middleton, you just warm the cockles of my heart. I don't know what that means, but I heard it said by some Shakespearean fellow. So I assume it sounds pretty sweet. (laughs) Stephanie Middleton is uh, now a patron, and I so appreciate that. And uh, Stephanie, please enjoy the extra content that has been featured on Weird AF News. Lately, a lot of videos and photos of me uh, having a swell old time in Asia. Uh, but I'm about to record a, a bonus episode as well for the month. Uh, so, And if you join the Patreon now, you, you can actually totally binge on what's like probably over 25 hours of bonus uh, episodes as well. And each bonus episode has a, a comedian friend of mine on it with me. So it's, it's a little, little bit different than what you get here. Pretty cool. So check out the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weird AF news. Uh, Please call the show as well if you haven't. I'd love to hear your opinion on some of these stories. Um, your opinion is very, very valued. I think you're very special. Yes, you definitely are. So call me. I love you. Yeah.